You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. And we are back. It's Keith Price here on Keith Price's Curtain Call. And I've got a little bit of a treat. It's everything is a treat for me when I'm doing this because I love bringing people to you that I've this is my first opportunity meeting someone who I just explained to him that my partner had a CD of his in his collection of things that I I never realized that he had. And when I told him that I was going to be interviewing Hershey Felder, who was here with me on the curtain call, um, he was like, oh, my God, you should get this music. And Hershey was like, well, thank you for having that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not give away my let's, secrets. Let's give it all come away. On, come no, I'm just on. you know what I mean because sometimes it's good to know that there's artists that are like you know I like my stuff but I'm doing something different and it's really great because you just told me no Hershey Felder is here with me along with the director Trevor Nay. No. Hey, 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 Nay, hey, hey, Trevor, hey, and he is here because I I have him exclusively because this is this is hot news, y'all. Hershey Felder is in town for one night only here mm-hmm. in New York City. And he is performing as one of, I guess, America's probably most prolific of one of the most prolific um, songwriters yeah. songwriters of the 20th century. And perhaps the greatest. I think you could make the argument that he was the greatest songwriter. Yeah. He's, yeah. Hershey Felder's giving you Irvin Berlin, honey, at Town Hall this upcoming Monday, June 6th at 8 p.m. for a special show that's making, I guess, its New York premiere because it has yeah. been touring for the last two years. So... Irving Berlin, like I again from a dramatic place, Hershey. What is so appealing about her um, Irving Berlin to you from a dramatic place as his story unfolds? What's I actually that strangely that I, I didn't think anything was dramatic about it. When that's <laughs> true, it's true. I had absolutely no idea or thought that I should even do that. I'm glad I could make you laugh. They paid me big money to do this, so you know, <laughs> it's true. So this, so this story came to you, not you thinking. You're kind of. It goes. I, I, I'm allowed to use expletives. You can say whatever you. This want. is great. You got to tell the story. Okay. Yeah. So this was years back. It was before I met Trevor, even, and um, probably now it's 2006. So we're ten years. Mm-hmm. I walked into the Geffen Theater in Los Angeles. I was going to perform George Gershwin. I was known for George Gershwin alone that I had done here at the Helen Ice Theater. Mm-hmm. And um, I walked into the theater, and before I even started, um, Gil Cates, who was the director of the theater, said, you need to play Irving Berlin. I said, what? White Christmas. He said, jingle writer. What do you want me mm-hmm. to play Irving You need to play Irving Berlin. And he pestered me for years. You need to play Irving Berlin. I said, but I'm doing Gershwin. I'm doing Beethoven. I'm a serious musician. You know, it's not for me. You need to do Irving Berlin. Finally. It's now 2000 and... Uh, 2010, 2011, something like that. You still need to play Irving Berlin. I said, I really don't want to. You need to. Fine. I said to him, but why Irving Berlin? He says, there's a story there. And he pestered me. And I said, look, you know, I don't really see it, anything in it, but what, did you ever work with him? Now, Gil, you should know, was the um, director of the Oscars, mm-hmm. and he had directed 14 Oscars. Yeah. He says, well, once, almost. <laughs> I said... <laughs> I said, what happened? He said, well, you know, it was a tradition that you never did anything with Irving Berlin's music without calling Irving Berlin, no matter how old he was. Right. And he, at this point, it was 1988, he was, you know, 100 years old. <laughs> and, and Gil said he wanted to open the Oscars with There's No Business Like Show Business. 
And he said, so he went to CAA. He somehow found a friend who knew Irving Berlin's home phone number, and he picked up the phone and he called him. And he said, uh, Mr. Berlin, this is, this is Gil Cates. I direct the Oscars. I would really like to open this Oscar ceremony with, you know, there's no business like show business in Berlin. He said, you would, now wouldn't you? <laughs> and Gil said, yes, I really would like to. And Berlin said, good, go f*** yourself. <laughs> Click. And he hung up the phone. Yep. <laughs> and I looked at Gil and... And I said, Gil, what story would you like me to tell here? I don't know that that's an evening of theater. You know, we've got Keith laughing here who likes drama. No, you know why? Because Irving Berlin sounds like every person of a certain age who just Mm -hmm. doesn't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, he did. That's what I feel like saying, and I'm going to hang up the phone because I'm old. Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Well, he was also old and miserable at this time. And I said, Gil, what story? He says, go hunting for this story. Okay, so this went. Now, I... This actually, Trevor was with me when this, you were with me. Yeah, we I were there with his friend Vivi at the time, and we were in the theater. And Gil says, you all promised me Irving Berlin. I said, fine, fine, I promise Irving Berlin. Two weeks after that, he walked out to his car after a happy day of work. He put his key in the door of the car, and he promptly fell dead from a heart attack. And the last thing I said to Gil Cates was, I promise I will play Irving Berlin. Okay, so there you sort of think, okay, if I don't want the Lord to strike me down in the street, wow. I should probably do mm-hmm. this. But then it was our friend Eva Price, the producer who's in town. She's got On Your Feet now on mm-hmm. Broadway. And Eva said, you should do Irving Berlin. I said, not you too. It's <laughs> <laughs> the kind of thing, by the way, people who tell me that drop dead, so we care. Yeah, and, and Irving Berlin swears at them. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God, Hershey Felder is here with me, and Trevor, huh? he is also here, his director. <laughs> and you, you're starring as Berlin, and he's going to be doing a show here in New York, um, April, uh, June 6th at the Town Hall. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is that June 6th? Yeah, Monday. Yeah. I did it right. At 8 o'clock here at Town Hall in New York City. Town Hall. You're, on, you're on the press list, so make sure you be oh, there. Yeah, I'm going to be there, but you know, I don't like to flaunt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the people to feel like I'm one of them. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> coming for me. They're coming for you. So <laughs> You better show up. You better show up. We're going to have a riot. We've told the press that you we are showing up. Keith. Keith we want Keith. This is we what they want. say all the time. They want me, but they never call. So <laughs> but we're you know again Irving Berlin is one of those those names like I said before you know it's prolific his music is really genuine but what what is so deep and compelling about his story now that you've you've spent the last two years touring and talking about it what is it that you found about him now well, that you can cling to to be able one to of the show? reasons we we tend to go around as sort of the uh, Hayfelder circus is that I don't have to answer those questions <laughs> and 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 what did you call him? Hey, how to do it again? Oh, Trevor, hey. <laughs> so, good. hey, good. can I'm I tell you that from Hey. <laughs> no, that's a little nasally. That's a little. It's Jewish. That's a little Upper East. Yeah, you got to you got to bring it down to Harlem. Take it downtown. Uh huh. Oh man, take it to the East Side. You don't you don't want to hear my Harlem. It's not. It doesn't work, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're from Canada. I'm not expecting. Don't you to do tell a lot people of... that. I'm trying to. You know, I love Canada. By the way, with the way things are going, in a lot be nice to me. There are a lot. I people know. want to go so <laughs> anyway hey hey it's over to you you're getting there you're close hi well i mean again only because i feel like 
you know, to get people to, to, I mean, we know his songs, so if you're going to be singing his songs, it's really great. But if there's a story about Irving Berlin that the, you feel like the world it's, should know. It's pretty incredible. I mean, really, you know, here's, here's a man who lived, who lived uh, over 100 years. And when you look at his life journey, it's the American life journey. It's how the yeah. country grew up. That's right. It's how American music grew up. You know, what's the great quote about Irving Berlin? He has no place in American music. He is American yeah. music. Yes. Uh, it's true. And, you know, he struggled, came from nothing, had no training. He was a singing waiter on the Lower East Side, um, was busking songs, got a couple of hits. And by the by sheer determination and grit, he he was the American dream, you know, and wow. he, he married well against the odds. There was paparazzi. There was all this attention. There was ups and downs, the Great Depression. He was very savvy as a businessman, incredibly gifted as a lyricist and musician, even though he had no training and really couldn't play. He had a special piano that had a, that had a lever that you could move over to, to change the keys. <laughs> and he had wow. three or four of those made. There are only three or four in the whole world. And uh, and that's how he would write, or he'd sing to his to his uh, assistants, and they would notate and, and write the music for him. But he was absolutely gifted and really a generous, generous man, a real American. Really appreciated where he came from, and as an immigrant, right? And we're mm-hmm. very topical, that's right? And you know how we feel about that, how we treat that, what we do, you know what what the Statue of Liberty is all about, what the New Colossus, what the poem says. Right. Give me your tired and poor. I mean, that's it's. He he believed it. That was he didn't just act it. It wasn't just a business decision. He, mm-hmm. That's what he did, and he continuously gave back. You know, and he he would he would waive the rights to songs and give them to the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America. He wow. would. I mean, he was constantly a mensch. And then the country outgrew him. And then Elvis. And then Vietnam. And Kennedy shot. And all of that. And he he didn't. He did. He was lost. Wow. You know. Well, I think you know it's interesting because I think that period that you you're talking about. Uh, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody just about theater history mm-hmm. and how in the that period of theater history, there was a lot of change because it became so much more about what was really happening at right. the time. And, right. you know, before, I think, you know, especially during Irving Berlin's day, it was about trying to keep that out of the the music consciousness because mm-hmm. everybody was so miserable. Right. So everything had to be up and peppy and mm-hmm. you know something hopeful every right. time. Right. So I, again, I think that's a that's an interesting interesting point. It's sort of like and that's how he got lost. Mm-hmm. So you know, but you know, even before and and here's a guy who cast Ethel Waters. You know, before anybody was putting any African American, even would even think about putting him in a show, more or less the lead right. or a title role, top bill, and he wrote Supper Time. Way before Strange Fruit, way before, I mean, and he was right on the cutting. Nobody was doing that in the 30s. Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, that was, and, and he believed it, so he did it. Wow. You know, and when he was in the Army, his, his, his group his, was the first fully integrated Army unit in the history of the United States. And they and they were performing, but he inter- he was the first one. He was on that cutting edge, and not and not for show, yeah. and not for press, and not because it was good for his his agent told him to. It's because it's what his heart told him to do. You know? Wow, yeah, that's great, Trevor yeah. Hay. Hey, <laughs> so Trevor Hay, director. Try it again, of, Hirsch. Of uh, Hershey Felder's uh, Irving Berlin, <laughs> or Hershey Felder as Irving Berlin, and both Hershey and Trevor are here with me. And you know, it's funny when you you talk about that. In and doing what was right and not doing what was expected for show. Right. It's sort of like, do you both at some point in time do you have that kind of 
underlying desire of yourself? Like you just want to do your things. You just oh, do I just, things. I, I just always want to get ahead. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> it's all about social climbing. You know, typical Canadian. It's, it's, right? it's all about unlike, unlike us Americans, <laughs> we're altruistic. Exactly. I can't even say that with a straight every, face. I know, right? <sighs> I it's all about where you that. get to eat and who you eat with. Exactly. I, you know, I think, you know, what it comes down to is when you get to a certain point in your work, in your career, you sort of, um, you have to find the balance between being able to pay rent, which is, of course, you know, people ask me, well, why'd you do this? Mm-hmm. So, well, you don't eventually have to pay rent. It is a job it and you have job. to do it and you have to deliver for the public. And But ultimately, the idea is, and I think we've all learned this and Trev and I have learned this, is that you have to stay true to what you believe artistically and what you actually believe ethically. Mm-hmm. And if you do then everything comes to you. And it may come slowly. It may, you may not always win right away, but <clears throat> you got to get up and you got to look at your face in the mirror and you got to say, am I okay with what I'm doing today? And I'm the kind of person who needs to be okay with what he's doing today. Not everybody does. And th- there's place for everything, you know? They're, look, I'd really love to be a money whore. It, you know, <laughs> you know just, just a whore, just, yeah. a total whore. Total whore. But you know what? And maybe if I was, I'd be a little bit more you know, broadly known all over the world. I mean, I have my niche. People know our work. People know yeah. what we do. And hell, I've been on a recording with James Barber, you know, back from... <laughs> Name drop. It's just mm. Look, you, you, you can tell your partner that happened. you have met the Hershey Felder. <laughs> Who knows the James Barber? That's a double drop. Bang, not, bang. not only knows James Barber, but boom. actually played a C major scale under him singing Edelweiss or something, you know. Um, but no, but it's a gorgeous voice. But th- th- the point is that is that uh, yeah, maybe I'd be infinitely more movie famous or whatever. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Yeah. But I decided that what I needed to do was something that I believed and something of a certain level, and I stuck to it. And it's nice how it's um it's uh, paying dividends this way for a lot of people. Fabulous. You know? It's a lot of responsibility talking with Hershey Felder here. With, <laughs> Indeed it is, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm saying from the place of being the lead of a show, and yeah. have, there's a lot of responsibility that's sure. placed on you. Because, you know, as much as we love us some Trevor Hay, you know, Trevor Hay as director, it's the, his, his bread and butter is dependent upon how you handle yourself when you're on stage, and you have to do that as well. well Am I right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think, you know... Oh, do extol my virtues, Trevor. Hi. <laughs> well, I mean, what Hershey's always, what always has always em- emphasized is the is the team. You know, yeah. there's one man on stage, but there's a dozen of us making that happen. We've right. got a great team of designers. We have great office staff. We have great. I mean, he's the front man, yeah. and there's no escape. He never leaves the stage. Never, I'm the, I'm the fraud. He you never <laughs> he never takes a sip of water. He never stops. Wow. His motor goes 100 miles an hour, but. We do a lot of work to make it look easy. And and he's incredibly gifted. I mean, it it couldn't happen if he wasn't as talented as he is. And and he put together a good team. You know, we really did. I'm I'm grateful for the compliment of talented. But what I I think, if I may take that one step further, or not even further, but just sort of reroute, it's that it's I'm committed. I'm totally committed to all of us, what we're doing. But then after 10 years, they let you out. And then you weren't committed. <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure they've let me out. I think I'm still rather in. Yeah. Yikes. And so, you know, but the truth is I'm totally committed to our level of work, to the quality of work. And also, you know, we were working today. We were just studying and preparing for Monday night. Um, because, you know, we've got, we've got this and we've got Bernstein and we just finished some other thing. I mean, it's, and I did a Gershwin thing here in New York on, on 
Tuesday. It's constant change, constant. You have to be ready. And the idea is responsibility. And the responsibility is not only just to the art form, but it's the people who support the art form, you know? So there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. It's just, you know, again, so here you are, you... I didn't. I wasn't. I hadn't even chance to talk about your other upcoming show because you're going to be coming back to New York in August to do Hershey Felder as Leonard Bernstein in Maestro. And again, so you Gershwin, Berlin, excuse me, Bernstein. Those are three pretty huge sets of shoes to be walking into to try to recreate and tell some of their story. It's like. <laughs> Who else is next on your list? <laughs> well, there have there, there are some others. There have there, ha, there have been others that have been quite successful. Beethoven, Chopin, yes. um, upcoming is Tchaikovsky. You did list. I did yeah. list. I mean, we've done a we've done a series of these things and our own stuff. You know, we also have other shows that yeah. we we produce and and do and whatever else. But you know, um, in terms of composers, uh, you know, having those three, I mean, it's the unifying factor. They're Americans and they're Jews. I got the nose, man. I got the nose. You got the Harlem. I got the nose. That should be on the T-shirt. Got nose. I got the nose. Got nose. You said anything goes on this show, man. Seriously, we got to copyright that right now because someone's going to hear this and they're going to take the got nose idea and I'm going to see that like walking down Times Square and be like, "You mother effer, you took my got nose idea." Again, though, I mean, but it's interesting, though, because you've chosen, in terms of your expression with this, you've chosen all of these great composers. Mm -hmm. It's like, what else, what's... What else interests you? I mean, it, it's sort of like you have to be focused and direct on this, but do you have any outside interests well, besides composers? I have an outside interest. I love to eat, man. But <laughs> but, but other than, but other than that, I mean, in terms of in terms of this, this artistically, all, artistically, well, I love good food. Um, the the whole thing started with really needing to pay rent. I said, you know, because I was right. a, I was an actor, I was a pianist, but who? I mean, the auditioning. I auditioned once, and I said, I never want to do this ever again. And it's an awful process. Yeah. And I, uh, we've talked about this, the, the prospect of what actors actually have to live through. It's and it's life. funny, I'm acting, I've done, uh, you know, nine different roles, over 4,000 live performances, which is more than most actors uh, alive, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and I've auditioned once, and I d determined early on that this is just not something I can do. I don't audition well. Mm -hmm. I don't show my wares properly in an audition. And I don't know that I, I'd be interesting in one. I had to develop, a, you know, some kind of craft. And I figured, well, I've got the piano and I've got acting and a little bit of, I mean, singing is just enough to, you know, do what I need to, you know, Ethel, she's fine, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, what was very clear to me was that I um, wanted to tell stories. Yeah. And it so happened that I did the Gershwin and it became a success. Well, then I wouldn't say I got put in jail because that's not fair. It's, it's a great jail to be in. <laughs> but then all of a sudden it worked. And then the public really wanted to see more of these composers talking to them. Mm -hmm. And they're not museum pieces, you know, where you sort of have a composer quoting himself and long hair and sitting down and playing. It's not that at all. Yeah. They're very alive pieces. And you'll see Monday night. I mean, you may think it's dead, but... You know. <laughs> It's okay. I know what you look like. I'll shoot you from the stage. It's, you know, and I know what seat you're in because I put you there. So you just be careful. You keep those eyes open, man. Um, anyway, so um, and my point being that, uh, you know, I have lots of outside, in lots of outside interests. 
And those of you who have come to the theater and are listening and have not turned off their cell phone, <laughs> do so now. Otherwise, your seat will explode. Um, so uh, all this to say, I have lots of outside interests. But our work, you know, that we do is not just what I do. I mean, we create and direct. We have show opening for a second time in London, the pianist of Wilsdon Lane that played here last season. Mm -hmm. It was a huge sold-out hit at St. James uh, this season mm -hmm. and we're going back to open it again, you wow. know, in September. So we've got international shows. The company is a group of a dozen of us and uh, we both produce my things and other people's things and, you know, uh, Trevor directed a number of things and then Joel's has directed a number of things. So we've, we're busy. We're doing things. We're having a good time. But interest really, I think, would say is crafted uh, pieces of, of music theater. I think that's what, you know, what, what we do. Yeah, That's amazing. Well, I, I'm very excited and very intrigued to see what what you're going to do is Irving Berlin. And Intrigued then, is a safe word. <laughs> no, I mean, because, because you, I don't know what to expect. I mean, that's you're, great. That's what's fun. That's, you when you go, that's when you go see a friend, you know, in a show, <laughs> and it's horrible, right? And then they come out and you go, man, you were so in that. You were totally up there. Man, that was something. <laughs> or as my friend used to say, I can't believe you have to do that every night. <laughs> Man, that wig, you gotta find something. So I'm from Texas where you, you learn like people would put their babies in front of you and they're always, the baby's so cute and you're like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful bassinet I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from, Keith? Where's originally from Texas? All Where right. from? It's been sad news there, Dave. Yeah, a lot oh, of the rain. rain. And oh, it's, yeah, brutal, scary. Where from in Texas? I grew up in Galveston, mm -hmm. and then I went to school at UT Austin, and I lived Very there for cool. nine years Very in Austin. Cool. Austin's such a great town. Austin's oh, the best. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. I enjoyed some of the architecture. We were touring in, in uh, Houston last season, and we took a stop to Galveston. That's where I'm from. Yeah, it's a yeah. very cool architecture. It's cool. Yeah, there. It's way beautiful. cool. As long as the as long as the monsoon doesn't come and blow well, it up. Yeah, the hurricane coming. Yeah, flood you. You have the antebellum stuff that's there, it's and gorgeous, then you have yeah. like a lot of the the classic stuff left over from you know when all of the different countries were taking over Texas, mm -hmm. and, then, and then you have the million dollar beach property now that we never had when I was growing right, up. Right, there. right. All it's the like, houses on stilts. On that's stilts, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you've got that, that joint where we ate the, the greasy spoon with the set uh, right there on the corner. Do you remember what that joint oh, was? What was that called? Oh, that was the most amazing food. You go and you can order. There's lots of places where you could stand up at the counter and order, and they have different areas in this restaurant, different levels. Do you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm trying to think of like, well, of course, it's been a long time since I've been home. So maybe it's, maybe, so. maybe it's after but you, it's but new. it's just right oh, on the beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, right on the, right on the bay, right, right, on, on, the, the, yeah. right on the Gulf. Yeah, yeah, on the Gulf. Well, we had the, the most fabulous seafood restaurant there is Guido's, which yeah. they get yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I get nothing from talking about Guido's, but Guido's is one of yeah. those. It was a staple. You, you used like, to have a giant blue crab on a stilt and then the last hurricane blew it away so <laughs> be free be, be free. free go back to your home go back to the ocean <laughs> you see that we started talking about theater Let's and see. we wound up with food again it always right. this is happens. not an accident i think we're all just hungry yes. <laughs> that's what it is let's go get something to eat something and keep talking to but again if you're going to find yourself in new york city on monday june 6th at 8 p.m at town hall you're going to get a chance to see hershey felder as irving Berlin. Directed by Trevor Hay. And like again, that. if you miss him as Irving Berlin, shame on you, first and foremost. But then you have to catch him when he comes back as another persona, as Leonard Bernstein, mm. who, again, that's that's an interesting story. Boy, he's a complicated guy. 
great. He's, guy. A, he's a fun guy. A to, he's a hard guy character. to play. Yeah, he's yeah. a hard guy to play because it's it's so intense. Yeah. But the audience loves it, and it's a complicated contemporary character who is you know full of problems. So it makes for good dramatic material. That's the best. That's yeah. the best. And again, and at least if, if this one, you're going to be here for a minute. You're not going to just drive by like well, a town maybe, hall. I don't know. Depends how it goes. I could be here for longer than a minute. You oh. never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Well, Hershey Feldman's going to have to give me <laughs> all the tea, as the kids would say back at home. Um, and again, you know, this is this is amazing. I, I love when folks are taking the time to do what they love. And this yeah. sounds like you know, this is all. You know, it's a lot of work, yes, but it feels like it's passionate work that you are very, very committed to, as you said before. I don't think I could do it if I wasn't. If you weren't. I, I don't think, you know, it's all fun and we laugh and it's hard and we cry when it's hard. But the truth of the matter is we're in it and we love it. Mm-hmm. And we're able to do it because we love it. Yeah. And I think if we wouldn't love it, we shouldn't do it. Absolutely. And yeah. if we didn't love it, it would show in the work. It, yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It'd be yeah. so obvious. And you can't be charging people ticket prices uh-uh. and people are charging it. Not in New York. You don't like it. Not no. in New York. They don't forgive. We don't forgive <laughs> money because money is too tight to mention. That's right. Exactly. You so, should yeah. dye your head and do a Mick Hucknall <laughs> simply red moment. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so stupid that I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> you do, yes? I do, I do. See, Trevor Hayes with me. <laughs> Trevor Hayes has been with me this whole time, mm-hmm. Hershey. I, I'm like clueless, man. I don't know. You're what, cold. You know. You're so cold. I'm not cold. I'm stupid. <laughs> Simply Red wasn't big in Canada, eh? Oh. <laughs> but they I, have also shown how old I am by bringing him up. <laughs> yeah, and, and how old I am by cor- corroborating. I'm like, oh, yes. If, I mean, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I've never heard that. Is that new? <laughs> Do they play with Justin Bieber? Oh my God, that's the Canadian we don't talk about in this right? room. I love Look, it. I don't talk. He who about shall it. not be named. First of all, the Canadian. I left Canada twenty-five years ago. It's, <laughs> it's you know, or more than that, maybe thirty. What am I having for? But you I left the, Canada thirty-one years but ago. But you got the Maple Leaf uh, tattoo on your ass, so that's <laughs> no, a, your stamp. Uh, yes. I, I actually don't know anything about that. But no. he was asleep, wasn't he, on tour? Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's. They came a, at me with a ketchup bottle. It's kind of a company joke. We don't like to. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But wow. So again, though, and if they want to find out more about Hershey Felder and everything that's going on with Hershey, where should they go? It's just Google. You put in the name. It's funny. It's like Chocolate Bar Felder, you know. (laughs) Hershey Felder on Facebook has a lot of updates. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I can't. You know, but the good thing, you're such a great audience. You giggle. And if you don't giggle on Monday night, there's going to be hell to pay, man. Well, then you better be funny. I usually am. Well, I was funny here. I was funny here and you didn't pay. So there you go. See, that works. That works. He's going to be stone-faced the whole exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you have industry in the room. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Prove it, Felder. Okay, so since we're doing this, yes. I want I want opinions. Okay. American Psycho. Um, I found it to be a really interesting show. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, I had a hard time with was I wasn't sure who was, it, who was it ultimately going to appeal to in terms of right. bringing a Broadway, Broadway audience. Mm-hmm. Like I got the whole macabre, bizarre, mm-hmm. let's do something different on the stage mm-hmm. thing. I was down for that mm-hmm. and I like the idea of the music being different. Mm-hmm. The 80s um, kind of send up. Yeah. yeah. But for me the hard part was, you know, trying to figure out who it's going to ultimately appeal mm-hmm. to. I mean the message is pretty fierce but I, I just, I mean, I, you know. Hamilton? Hamilton loved Great. What did, what did what what would you choose as a season's favorite for you? Ooh. Well, you Out of everything, s- yeah. like, do I get a revival and a best music? No, whatever. Yeah, the okay. thing you enjoyed most. The your Tonys. My, my Tonys. Tonys for certainly for best revival, I would 
definitely say The Color Purple is mm-hmm. the show. And now that they brought Heather Headley in, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how you get my opinion. Great. Um, Hamilton, of course, hands down, is going to pretty much be the, the new piece yeah. of theater that's going to take The cleanup show. Yeah, it's yeah. a cleanup show. But I think that what's going to happen is that Hamilton is going to really do well with a lot of the creative stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe one or two of the performances might get a, a, a full-on award. Right. Because I think that that show is really about the ensemble right. than it is about any individual. Right, Although right, Leslie right. Odom Jr. is phenomenal, but I want Danny Burstein to win. I thought, I, you know, I saw that, it's funny, about three weeks ago maybe, I took a kid for his bar mitzvah to see to see the show. Oh. And, you know, because I said, what show do you take a kid to bar mitzvah? You take him to Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. I cried like a baby from beginning to end. And I mean, at the, when we get to the end, you know, and she's singing Far From the Home I Love, mm-hmm. I was a friggin' mess. And, you know, this is stuff that I grew up with. I mean, I come from immigrant family, mm-hmm. you know. I know this stuff very well, and it's, you know, the well, nose. My parents were immigrants, too. Right, from, from where Honduras. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where were you born? You were born I was in born, Galveston? I was born in Brooklyn, but I yeah. moved to Texas okay. when I was right. six. And so, yeah. shout, shout out Brooklyn. Shout mm. out Brooklyn, yeah. Well, Brooklyn to Galveston? Brooklyn to well, Galveston. There, there's a and trip. Then, and a quick, it's a natural segue. Exactly. But uh, don't believe me, honey. When I <laughs> did not let any grass grow under my feet when I was able to leave, I trust me. I can imagine. Galveston feels hard. You know what I didn't like about Galveston was the weather. That was not pleasant. It's not pleasant. And the beach is not... It's nice, not, like going, not I just came from Hawaii. Oh, well, ago, forget and it. And so now any beach that I go to, yeah. you go up. Yeah. I can't get into it. Right, no, no. The, the beach there is unpleasant. It's just unpleasant it's just you know yeah. but when you're growing up there and you don't necessarily know of a better right. life it's right. one of the most beautiful things is like getting up and driving to high school every day and right, yeah. you know look at the coast oh my god look at the sunrise as I'm driving to school and then you go to Brooklyn and you go look at the bombed out buildings <laughs> especially when I was born because you know I'm I'm a little older so Not yeah that, well you don't look it so there oh, it's because I shaved the goatee Oh, you had a goatee? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Goatee. Okay. How long ago did you have a gray hair? Yeah. No. Yes. Look at the arm. Look. Look, we're having a moment now here. Look at the arm. I got the, the gray dude hair. is showing us his arm hair. I, <laughs> Res- you just, I see, swear to God. This interview is never, you're never going to have another experience. Respect like the gray. Respect, Respect the gray. I'm, I'm afraid gray. that, five, that you, will, you will never have another interview yourself <laughs> like this. <laughs> You don't know me very well, Hershey, oh, baby. Well, well, apparently. You don't, honey. Oh, well, well, look at this. The the thing is, is that we're getting back to Fiddler. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was really touched. I thought it was very, very, very moving. I'm just making sure that my next guest... Hey, Chad, did you someone go get Geneva? I think, okay, they're all good. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just, I don't want my... Oh, but please, it makes me so happy when somebody of your stature does. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, again, you don't know me, Hershey Felder. Oh, but you I know, know your you. stature, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you don't worry about what I know, because I know a lot, honey. Well, look, you've got your computer out. I You're fine. Um, you know, Fiddler, I, I, it's a, first of all, it's an indestructible play. Yeah. There's that. So, you know, it takes a hard lot to fuck it up. Yeah. You know, and... But... I was really moved, and I thought Cher's production actually captured a cleanliness and a simplicity of what the story is and and modernized it in, you know... I mean, look what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. We but have somebody We have somebody telling us that, you know, and you're getting back to Irving Berlin, figure it this way. Yeah. If Irving Berlin never made it to America because Donald Trump built the wall, yeah. let's just say... Um, the Christians wouldn't have any songs for their holidays. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
It's true. All the good ones are written by Jewish people. I well, well, yeah, you know, you white, even Christmas, have a good holiday. white Christmas and uh, Easter bonnet. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and it's because, well, I mean, these guys were storytellers and they came where the stories were, and it, you know, it wasn't thing. social climbing. And that's the thing that people make a big mistake thinking that, you know, oh, I can get advancement. I'm going to write a Catholic song you right. know, for the holiday and oh, they're going to buy it and so on. No, it's actually believed to be a part of something, Yeah, you know, and for all of the name-calling that used to go on, in, go on in the old days. Berlin said, this is who they were. You know, you called people names. That's how you refer to them. But it wasn't what we've got today. Yeah. It's a, it was a, there is something about doing this show in this time that is very, very moving because That's we're great. going through so much craziness. Yeah. And it's hard to believe what we're going through. It's like, how did we get here? Yeah. How did we get to the Stone Age? Back, you know? back to the Stone Age. Yeah. Back to the Stone Age. Well, Hershey Felder, thank you so much. And Trevor Hang, how you doing? <laughs> I just, you know, I just gave him the look. That's good. Because Trevor, Hay, cause Trevor Hay's got to go on too, you know, but I got to behave myself because I do have a partner. <laughs> anyway, so June 6th, Town Hall. You must, must, must make an appointment to see Hershey Felder as Ir- Ir- Irving Berlin. And if that does not work, you must come back in August. And see him as Leonard Bernstein, taking another compelling um, composer, lyricist, a composer who is actually one of those folks that did change the way people listen to American music. Absolutely. And so, bravo for getting it on, Mister. I'm not mad at you. And when we come back, we will be talking to Miss Geneva Carr and a lot of other fellows.